Welcome to episode number 11 of the How to Pair Beer with Everything podcast, brought to you by NEPACene.com. This week, it is myself, Rich, and Matt rejoins us from Massive Beer Reviews to really dive deep into a lot of things that have been going on specifically in the beer industry. Uh, You get to hear us go off on a bit of a tangent about, eh, it's called internet trolling and all the other fun things that go along with that. Got into some really phenomenal beers, including some from Rare Barrel, uh, Wicked Weed, and also Two Roads Brewing Company. So... An all-around good show, good time. So let's stop the talking and get this one going. Professional boys. Yeah. <laughs> I might have done it. Might have done it. All right. Uh, so we're back again. Uh, George is a floating head and uh, he's not here. He's always a floating head. Um, he's just not here. At some point, maybe later on, I'll turn that on and make him talk. That thing actually does talk. There's, <laughs> uh, but uh, Matt is back Yay. from uh, the radio and uh, massive beer reviews, Matt. Look at me. You could actually see him. You never get to see me. Which is a good thing. Yeah, well, it's not a good thing when you see me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get this. Uh, I'll get the first. I was holding. I was holding off on opening this because it makes a fun sound. If I get it done right, otherwise I'm gonna pop myself in the face. This suspense is killing me. That's a good one. That was not bad. Nice. Uh, all right, popping the top. First one. Popping the top. That reminds me of like the old '80s things when they used to say to the girls, like, "Pop the tops, ladies." <laughs> That's. I never heard that. You never heard that? Oh, that's like an old thing. Like I remember producers in the eighties, the scumbags used to always that's what they would say. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah let's go get some za. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda wanna see someone say pop the top to a woman like completely out of context and just see where that winds up. Nah. Get some za. Get Fuck sued yourself. and go to jail. All right. So uh we are cracking into some Good ones tonight. We're going to have another sour. Uh, Rich and I did it up. Wow, this is a lot of head on it. This is a nice Saison. Uh, so this is from Two Roads. This is Worker's Stomp Saison. Uh, it is... Which you assume is based off their Worker's Comp? I would assume yeah. that's kind of a play on it, but it's a little yeah. bigger because their Worker's Comp is like a fairly low, like in the 4% ABV Saison. Um, but no, their, their brewer... Uh, had him on the radio show. That's going to take off on you. And he doesn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, it's got a lot of head. Did you not hear my warning? Yeah, but I poured it like a, like a genius. <laughs> um, but uh, no, their, their brewer has a, a background, uh, very strong background in this field. He actually literally wrote the book on farmhouse ales. And that <laughs> It's like a weird ice cream tree. I'm I'm describing something uh, that you can't see. So, um, but Matt, wow, it's still going. Holy shit balls, Matt. Uh, I'll describe it for you listening at home. Uh, Matt poured it's his beer, and uh, the the head has just absolutely destroyed everything, and is all over my table. <laughs> but um, 
So a warning if you're trying this one. Yeah, this is one that be be careful when you're pouring this because this uh, a lot of, a lot of Belgian beers will take off on you. This one really took Seasons. off. It's one, with your wine barrel, yeah, in there, the wine barrel each stuff can usually go a little bit. Yeah, th- this this really took out. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how if it's really carbonated too, like in the the taste, or if it's just uh, taken off like this. But um, he wrote the book called Farmhouse Ales. Uh, interesting book, really gives you the background and stuff. So he knows what he's doing when he gets into all this stuff. His saisons are really good. True Roads has a lot of really good beers, but this is one I've had sitting around for a while, been waiting to pop it out, and then. Thought, hey, we'll do this tonight. Last week we did two sours, so we're going to do another sour tonight too. But thought we'd start out with this. But this is a nice – wow, that was a long explanation. That's the longest one I've done yet. Um, 7.5% Saison. So it's fairly big. A lot of Saisons now, especially by American brewers, are really big. Um, that's what they tend to, to go towards as opposed to the uh, traditional ones that are a lot lighter. That's just general traditional Saisons are fairly low in alcohol. Um, I won't get into the history because I feel like I've I've said the history of them so many times in so many different places. It's a weird thing because you almost feel like you need to say the history every time you talk about saisons. It's like yeah. it's like a, it's like, a, it's like a, yeah, you kind of have to. Well, it's always somebody's first episode, so yeah. well, they can go screw themselves. Anyway, um, no. <laughs> go listen somewhere else for. The, um, no, all right, let's do a real two second one. Saisons means season, brewed for workers in the field, harvesting crops, meant to be low alcohol, so they weren't drunk. Yep. There you go. And it was brewed in the farm, hence farmhouse ales. So that's kind of why it has wild yeast and stuff, because it was literally brewed inside the farm. Um, but American brewers have kind of taken to this style a lot, and they do a lot of experimentation with it and go into a lot of crazy things. But a lot of them tend to be a lot higher in alcohol as opposed to those traditional ones. This is 7.5%. A little higher. There's ones that get even higher than that, but... Um, this was aged in white wine barrels, so it's interesting to see what they're doing with that. That's what this is a style that you see a lot of brewers kind of really get into aging in wine barrels because the base of this is kind of it, it's almost like a, a a Belgian pilsner, I guess. I'm trying to think of like a, a way of describing it that it's it's kind of a middle of the road type beer that you can do a lot of things to. Yeah, that's good, but it's it just it, it's open for interpretation. interpretation. Yeah. In that and, and what your saisons, you're typically talking Belgium or you're even more specifically to use like French saison yeast or saison yeast it tends yeah. to be lend itself a little bit more to a champagne yeast. And you're kind of bridging the gap between beer and wine, kind of. So it, it lends itself yeah, to this be is, aged in wine barrels because it just works. It's definitely one that wine drinkers love. Like this is this is the the style that got my missus into craft beer is the first time she had a saison. She loved it, and she came at it from a wine background, and this is what got her into it. And then, this is really carbonated, though. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has a lot of carbonations. Very, very spritzy, lively, <laughs> lively. We're effervescent. Yeah, they um. This is like you said. This is eight and change, right? Eight point five. Seven point five. five. Workers' comp is high fours. So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I, I wasn't wondering or I wasn't guessing whether it was going to be the barrel was so much that it beefed up the ABV, but. I know. I just think they kicked up the bill up, on, yeah. on on the saison just to hold up to the barrel. Yeah, I think um, that if they put the, that regular one in, it would be lost. Yeah, it wouldn't have kind of no. held up against that. Depending, I mean, I don't know how fresh the barrel was, but um, so I thought like Matt and I were talking. Matt and I just went on a little mini road trip, uh, and we were talking on the way up, and we're saying like what we wanted to discuss. And, and the one thing I wanted to talk about was, um, and you could talk about from a different aspect too with all this is just everything that's been going on. Like there was an announcement. What was it two days ago now? Yeah. Uh, 
Wagenitas sold half of the stake in the brewery to Heineken. And, or if you want to say Heineken bought half the stake on Lagunitas, I guess it's glass half full, glass half empty. Yeah. Um, and immediately, uh, the internet trolls were surprisingly dicks <laughs> that don't understand, no. that they don't understand business. And then that's what's so aggravating to me is the people that, that look at this thing as not a business. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. And yeah, you know, buy local, support your local brewery and all that stuff. That's great. But you need to make money. You need to survive. Everyone gets into this not to be like, I'm going to be a very noble person and lose every fucking thing I own because I want people to like me. Like, it's a business. Right. And and that's it. And the, the backlash from people has just been... I have never wanted to just delete so many people and so many things <laughs> so quickly because there were so many people just kind of coming out and being like, oh, there goes another one. We're done with that. I'll never buy that again. And it's just such bullshit. Like, it really is just such bullshit. And, and I don't want to make it sound like shut the fuck up, everybody, and just deal with it. But at the same time, shut the fuck up, everybody, and just deal with it because it's it's just – it's this. It's an interesting crossroads between business and anything kind of nerd-like culture, where you have that passion and that that following. It's just an interesting crossroads when those two things really overlap, and it becomes clear that this is a business, and it's not this precious commodity. Well, the the interesting thing too, I think we're going to see uh, a pattern in the next few years where, of course, that kind of stuff is going to continue mm-hmm. as craft breweries uh, continue to spring up and craft brews continue to uh, gain popularity. And like anything, I think you're going to see a boom for a while, and then eventually it's going to kind of peter off a little bit, or at least steady at some point. You know, so so that there's a steady amount, and you're going to see some that are going to drop off. Yeah. And I think in the next few years, all of these little breweries that maybe you're rooting for or whatever, some are going to survive and some are going to die. And that's just the way that business works. It's just the way yeah. that uh, our country works. And there's nothing you can do about that. So anybody who wants to get ahead of that and save themselves of, you know, okay, you know, you're, you're a small business, for example. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there was a, a, a guy... When I was a kid, I used to go. There was there was only two comic stores in the area, and uh, the one guy is still around, and the other guy is not. And the other guy uh, sold his business uh, to a guy coming in, and he spent all this money redoing the place and uh, making it all look nice, and and you know trying to uh, you know build a better uh, better business out of what he inherited. And uh, over the winter, his pipes burst. And destroyed pretty much the entire shop and almost every comic in the place, including some pretty valuable stuff. Uh, So the guy, you know, went from small business owner to owner of a bunch of soggy pieces of paper in a matter of days. And his business never recovered from that. The the shop disappeared or whatever. And the other guy's business is still, uh, you know, doing very well. And, you know, he got to see the, the rise of the comic book movie and... You know, his business, I think, is doing better now than it ever was. Uh, and the other guy I haven't heard from in years. I don't know where he went. You know, it's it's a shame because, uh, 
you know, we were on a first name basis. I knew him pretty well, and it's it sucks that he's gone. But uh, moral of the story: have insurance. <laughs> yeah, 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 and even then, sometimes it's enough to you know cover all the money that he put in, yeah. but maybe not necessarily yeah. to save the business. Or in the case of something like that, uh, you know, there's only so many rare comics out there. Yeah. In the same way, you know, there there's only so many ways you can you know brew beer, and if you know something gets screwed up or you know something happens like that, you know your pipes burst, something like that, you know, and you're you're out thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Well, that's what it comes down to, too, with a lot of it is, you know, people are making these complaints like, yeah, okay, if we're going to talk specifically about Lagunitas, they weren't cash strapped. I mean, they just opened up a brand new brewery in Chicago. Sure. But there's smaller breweries that are getting smaller, like that are getting swallowed up that are cash strapped. And it really comes down to, are you willing to say, I don't want them around anymore, period, or I would like them around, but now they're tagged with, you know, somebody else? Because it... It really is a thing, you know, we love to be irate about something. And, you know, a few years ago, Goose Island was bought out by AB InBev. And everyone was, you know, that's the end of them. They're, they're done for. They are bigger than ever in more places than ever. And maybe some people have complained that their core line has changed with stuff. But you know what? What they're known for is their Bourbon County Stout. That's what everybody shits themselves to try to get. And you know what? They still try to shit themselves <laughs> trying to get that beer because it's a good beer and it hasn't changed. And they've actually gotten to have a bigger barrel program. They have more sour beers. They have more of like high-end offerings that they couldn't do at that point. And when people make these blanket statements of like, oh, I'm done with them, or and I'll, it, it's not one half the time it's not true and you're full of shit and you're just trying to grab on to what other people are saying because that's really ultimately what it is is i want to be like everybody else or think yeah. yeah and it's just it, it kind of gets old and you you put yourself down this rabbit hole of you're not even what are you in this for like that's really what it comes down to with, with any of this stuff is why are you into this are you into this because you want to be different than everybody else you want to be better than everybody else like Oh, I'm gonna get that IPA because I'm least better than that Budweiser drinker over there. Like, I mean, if that's what you're in this for, then go fuck yourself. First of all, yeah. See, I, I actually have a totally different view on it. Um, <laughs> only because, like, the, I, I don't think the, the comic book analogy well kind of works. I don't think it works because you have a, a you have a um, a singular entity. Like, you have the object that can't be duplicated. And when it's ruined, it's ruined. You know, sure. yeah, your beer goes bad. You make you can brew more beer. Yeah. So yeah. While that analogy does work as far as a small business goes, I actually think there's a gap that's just going to widen in in the beer industry. And you have companies like Lagunitas. You have companies like whoever. You know what I mean? AB and Biv gobbling up people, Miller Coors, whatever, buying all these breweries. Those breweries are or partnerships, I should say, because they're not yeah, being sold true. completely. A lot yeah. of them. Um, what they're doing, trying to do, is they're trying to become that second level of brewery i think where you're going to see breweries have trouble is breweries trying to get to that point but at the same time you're going to have all these very small breweries that are absolutely comfortable in their own skin oh yeah and then what you're going to end up having is more of like a european like every town has a brewery that makes really good beer and it's going to live and thrive in its community and not try to be bigger than its britches mm -hmm. and be comfortable with that. But then you're going to have all these kind of middle of the road breweries that try to push for that next level. Yeah. They fail and they crumble because they tried to 
It's, be, it, it's be, what, what be are they, too big. What are they trying to get into? Like where they want to go? What's yeah. The goal? So it's like you need yeah. to you need to pick what you want to be. Yeah. So it's like it's going to be weird. It's like the bottom's going to be fine. The top's going to be fine. I think there's going to be this kind of divide in the middle of where there's going to be like you know not necessarily. I don't want to say just macro companies owning whatever, yeah. but you're going to have your macro companies and your second level companies like your you know Boston Beer Company and then Lagunitas and let's put it that way. Lagunitas is almost at that point. I mean, there's there's a there's, oh, yeah. They're getting there's a select handful of breweries like you know New Belgium, uh, Lagunitas, um, Oscar Bluesers getting there to where they're kind of like they're absolutely crap beer. Yeah, but but they're fairly large. Yeah, like yeah. Dogfish had like um, Dogfish had like, and we're gonna talk about that subject oh, yeah. a little that's, bit later. Like that's, some that's kind subject of, number some, <laughs> somebody kind of poked Dogfish head and like. Dogfish Head could blow them away lit- litigation yeah. wise. It's like why poke the, the the sleeping giant, and no one ever thought. You no one's thinking about that. Wait, wait, okay, yeah. Dogfish Head probably sued the crap out of every brewery in, in, mm-hmm. in the country and tie them up forever and never have an issue with it. So it, it's like this divide is growing. I don't think it's a bad thing because then you'll be able to get you know good beer at wherever you go. It's kind of yeah. like a Starbucks effect where you're, oh, I want to have good beer and I'm across the other side of the country. I like this beer and it's good and I can have it. Not yeah, saying it, it Starbucks depends. is that great, but... What matters with everything is the quality of it. Yes. Like, is is that going to change? When that starts changing, that's when you can start being irate. That's when you can start saying, this is bullshit, corporate America's ruining, blah, 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 blah. And, 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 and Goose Island is actually a really good kind of like, um, like a, a tester for that like kind of like a condition like a control because people say their core brand has changed it, it has mm-hmm. because it's brewed in different locations it's brewed in different now. locations yeah. and everybody kind of still like fawns over to Berry County South Line because that brew house hasn't been touched other than brewers leaving um, the, the program itself while it's expanded has pretty much stayed the course yeah. as far as what it was originally Sorry, we all have a lot of gas from this yeah, beer, so you're yeah. going to hear yeah, us pulling our faces <laughs> away from the mic. <laughs> Same thing, like, uh, pretty much, I mean, have you heard anything from Elysian since they've been talking over? I haven't heard one peep out of that company as far as products being produced or anything like that. Well, they're, they're still putting out their, their core stuff. I mean, that that's really all it has. To me, what I get upset with is when someone immediately, I mean, immediately cries foul and starts saying bullshit this and bull... Look, if everything stays the same, who fucking cares? Like, if... I love Lagunitas IPA. That's still to me like I love that IPA. If I'm out somewhere, I see it on draft, and like I'm in the mood, I'll grab one. I wouldn't give a shit. Like honestly, and that this isn't me trying to be. If it said Lagunitas AB Indev IPA, and it was a still same IPA, I don't fucking care. Yeah, like that. That's what matters to me is the quality the same. Because if if you're gonna grandstand and be fuck corporate America, well then good luck existing in this world yeah. because th- there's nowhere to turn that you I mean. You're not going to drive a car. Don't go on the roads because that was government and they're big government. Fuck them. Like, y- if you're going to be a grandstanding douchebag, watch what you're fucking saying. And 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 uh, in particular with um, Lagunitas, I think there was a bigger, more butthurt backlash with Lagunitas yeah. because Be- they do have that. He has. I'm reputation. Tony McGee. I'm going to smoke some <laughs> weed and do whatever I want, yeah. and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna surf, and then we're gonna do whatever we want, whenever we want, and kind of fuck the man because they've yeah. done that whole persona. So that's why I think a lot of more butt hurtness has yeah. come from that because they did kind of not that they were like they didn't have a label that said fuck or for beer like a lesion, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time they, they they it's not like they portrayed that like we're wild crazy guys. That's actually what they were. They were like, hey, we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. We're gonna get in trouble yeah. for smoking weed. We don't give a fuck. 
and then they're bought. But they did get bought by a brewery that's based out of Amsterdam. So yeah. you have a guy who loves weed. <laughs> the brewery that buys them from Amsterdam. There was you a don't back, have to fucking be a, a genius connector. Door deal there. <laughs> I picture that they're the wild and crazy guys from SNL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice uh, polyester top, and be yeah. like wild and crazy guys. <laughs> and he's and like you know we we had him on I had him on the show before Tony. Like he's a real. If you've ever heard an interview with him, straight shooter doesn't give a fuck. And and we'll just tell you how it is, and that's what's gotten him into trouble over the years. Is he's not one to candy coat. Like he will get into a fight with another brewery owner and call them out easily. And that's what was interesting that you were saying about you know that was more of the the backlash with this is because it's like you have been so outspoken for so long, and then this happened. Like whatever the reasons, because I mean, look, the guy doesn't have kids. He's been doing this since the late eighties. He's gonna. It, it's a business like. Why I would I mean if you're doing this and and if you if you want to read an interesting story read his book called So You Want to Start a Brewery that will give you all the insight to what this man is um it, it he fucking killed himself like getting everything going and like just tried everything he could to get it going and if I was doing twenty four hour days you know constantly for all that time and you get to this point where all right time to cash in if you don't hold it precious fucking cash in and go live your life like that's what it is like that's what getting into business is all about i mean no one is crying foul when you know i don't know lowe's all of a sudden oh lowe's and home depot are gonna merge like you know no one's gonna be like fuck lowe's fuck yeah, this yeah. I'm, I'm never going to lowe's again like no it, it's still a business why why is one thing so much more precious to us like if it was local i understand like if we had one of our local breweries that we loved they were great guys and it was a hostile takeover fine like that's shitty but if it's a business merger a business deal that was done that makes sense why is that more it's it, it's just it. preciousness it, it really is it, it's 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 that you know we've talked about it here before it's like that nerd culture mentality really has crossed over into craft beer it, and it's that sellout mentality that we i mean we all grew up in the 90s yeah that's when that started yeah and that's exactly what i was gonna say it's like Literally, it's honestly a lot of it's fucking self-serving because mm-hmm. a person, you know, when they listen to a band and the band sells out and that's what kind of you were touching on and that's what I was going to say. It's like they get angry when the band sells out. I think most people do that. People who do do that and get angry are, are kind of crying on the inside because they're like down. They can't listen to their band because they feel like they can't be in yeah. that band anymore because they sold out. So it's almost self-serving or people like yeah. now I can't fuck like an inside. They're like, fuck it. I can't drink fucking like an It's like, yeah. no, you can't asshole. You yeah, can no enjoy it. Who gives it, a yeah. fuck? And that, that's, <laughs> you know? I think that that's a lot of, and that's a really realistically, that's our generation. This generation now selling out. Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean to them? Yeah. Like they want everyone to know who they are. I don't think they even get what that term means to them. Yeah. It, it's almost like, I don't know, like here and when we were growing up here and our parents like far out, like, like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like it, it's, it's kind of become this term. It doesn't mean what we, to us, that was a passion. Like what a bunch of fucking sellouts there. The, and like, it, it's just, it doesn't mean anything now. I, I think uh, people still have in mind that idea that this, you know, the they're the evil corporate takeover and they're going to come in and fire everyone and destroy everything. And it's not that that still doesn't happen in business, but with businesses like this, I think the big bigger companies are getting a lot smarter. Yeah. It's not a matter of let's stomp out all the competition. It's let's let's buy them up and let them continue to do their exactly. thing. Let's just get a piece of it. And that's all they want. They want to get in without having to build it from the ground up. 
because that's that's the problem that they're up against. I mean, just the backlash when they get involved with the craft brewer, they can't start their own because as soon as it because they tried, they've attempted over the years. There's been a couple like off-brand labels that they were making, and eventually people found out and backtracked it to some random PO box that was tied to you know one of the bigger breweries. Well, they were done, and that was how it was. So they're trying to get in, and the only way that makes sense is buying into a piece of this. And realistically, I mean, everyone's talking about them taking over. Lagunitas has a lot to gain out of this, too, because yeah. they, they want to get into the European market. And I, I honestly, how I took it when I read everything was they wanted to get into the European market. I think they sat down to the dollars and cents on like, all right, that's us getting into the European market. How do we do this? And and I think it made more sense to them to partner up because, I mean, Stone just they are going to I think it's in not next year I think the year after that they're opening they have a Berlin brewery opening up that's how they're getting into yeah. it they just went full on they're building a brewery in Germany and that's how they're getting into the European market other breweries are like slowly distributing but the issue is freshness that's why they're the whole thing is about and it's just it's just another way of getting into it and I think it made more sense for them because I'm sure they're gonna be able to start brewing beer at the Heineken brewery I'm sure it's gonna be part of it so they'll get their beer over there fresh too so it's not just a hostile takeover thing. And I get that people can get irate about it. And it's the same thing. Like I said, like when we grew up, like I remember being that kid that's like, oh, fucking sellouts. But I was also 15 living in my parents' house with no bills. <laughs> like it's a totally different world. I'm curious to actually see the details once they finally come out because it's, it is a little bit odd because it's usually a straight buyout. Like you would have with like Goose Island or you had with Elysian. Or it's a partnership that leans towards the brewery where it's like 30%, whether it be Founders or Terrapin or, or, Terrapin or Firestone Walker or whatever. 50% seems odd because where's it, it's usually 49 to 51? Yeah. Like, you know, like 50 50, like. I can't be 50-50, right? That just ca- that could cause arguments. Like, oh, yeah. I, uh, so I, I'm curious to see what comes up detail-wise. Obviously, they want to do it to get in the European market, and it just makes sense because it seems like a pretty nut, hard nut to crack. It's way easier to go from Europe to here than it is to go from here to Europe. Yeah. Um, so, and like I said, they have a home base in Amsterdam. He's, he loves weed, so. <laughs> I think that's that's the real <laughs> thing that's going on right here. I'm pretty sure he's just in Amsterdam half out of his gourd, and someone from Heineken did the whole, like, grabbed his hand like Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> and made him. <laughs> I don't like a Weekend at Bernie's reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, was, now, was this the dancing Bernie and Weekend at Bernie's 2? Remember that one? That didn't exist. Oh, it's gosh. only Weekend Bernie's I remember, 1. I remember going, I saw two that. is not canon. I, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that in theaters. I remember going to see that. Really? The second one in the, My mother wow. was obs- I mean, my mother... I don't know what it is. A mother finds dead people moving in anything. It's the funniest thing ever. Like, and uh, I remember going to see it, and she was good insight. That's a very <laughs> specific kind of humor. Yeah, nothing else is funny. Yeah, if you know me, you now but, understand uh, a lot about. It. <laughs> but uh, you know, we, I just remember her crying, laughing at this movie, and uh, I don't, I don't even know how old I was when that came out. Probably. 11 me i don't even know when when weekend of bernie's 2 came out was that mid 90s or was that early why am i asking I you all... i can ask imdb mm. the fuck i think we've we've tried to block it out as, yeah. as what we're what well we're uh, envisioning the actors that were involved i want to say 91 let's see 93 so i was 12 yeah, i was 12 that was pretty good yeah it was 12 
only has a four and a half on IMDb. God. <laughs> no, it's not. What? Four and a half stars? It's a four and a half stars, yeah. Out of five. No, 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 no. Out of ten. Oh, they do ten. Oh, God, yeah. So. Out of five. Yeah. yeah that's, it's uh, considered an American classic. <laughs> 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 it's, it's It'll be a, one of those free movies they have in a national congress, like they have the, <laughs> the ones that they take. Like originally <laughs> rejected by critics, it is now hailed as one of the greatest films. Original scriptplay was written by Orson <laughs> Welles and Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Nine other movies: Weekend at Bernie's, two. Yes, <laughs> two. <laughs> the first one's actually higher rated. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait to they remake that. They're not remaking awesome. that, are they? They have to. It's Weekend at Bernie's. The dude's gonna be wearing like Oakleys now because they'll have the ads on the side <laughs> and stuff, and, and then like the strings will be like brought to you by some kind of rope company. You know I wonder I mean? how they could even <laughs> attempt. Th- there's so many movies that it's so funny to think of them attempting because they're oh they're just, they're still talking. They're kicking around again. The Goonies remake or they keep talking about. Well, there's there's two angles I've heard on it. There's there's the angle of a straight remake, and I think they're leaning towards that. I'll, I'll get into that, but the the second one is having. The I don't know if they're gonna be able to get everybody back, but having they're old, yeah, and they're old and coming back I'd to like the town. That. That's what I see. Here's the thing with it: the second treatment of them being old and coming back, our generation would love and would flock to that. Yeah, kids, no. First one straight remake with kids. Kids, yes, and they're gonna bring their parents. More money is mm. in the kids one. You could do no. You could do it right if you did like if you did like a Goonies like. If they came you with did a Goonies like animated series combined with a really good video game before before the release <laughs> uh, of the original one, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then just get that lower le- the lower age people into it, you could hit a home run out of it. I, I would. I don't know how. I, well, Chunk. Did you know that Chunk is an entertainment lawyer? lawyer yeah. yeah, he's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Out, he he represents like a bunch of like really well known. And he, I guess he has like no shame in being uh, like, yeah, they, it was Chunk. The Asian guy's like um like a scientist or something now in da- real life or something crazy. Data, like, please, Data. We're, we're gonna. <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> I don't remember anybody. I remember Chunk and Slop. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. What else do you And Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> who, who cares about Josh Brolin? <laughs> Come on. He was like, did Goonies, and then he left for 20 years and came back and did a Western, right? Is that how his life career went pretty much? That's his career arc. <laughs> hey, dude, he's fucking Thanos now. You, you know what's funny? That, like, I don't know what that I, is. Was, that was... <laughs> Matt looks so ashamed. <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't I'm afraid Rich is going to punch me. <laughs> you go fuck yourself. Thanos, I'm guessing comic books. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Rich said it more emphatically and what sassy. What is it? Tell me. I want to know now. He will be the villain in the third Avengers film. He's the oh, villain, okay. that the big villain that they've been building up to since oh, okay. the first one. I just watched the last new Avengers movie. I found it. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of the CGI bad. was way too much in it. It was just kind of yeah. That's what bothered. I hate CGI. Well, you, you know the the when you guys were talking about the uh, the takeovers and stuff like that, I heard a lot of the same stuff when Marvel was taken over a couple years mm-hmm. ago. You know when Disney came and bought them out, and it was like I was I was like one of the only people like, why does everyone think this is a bad idea? Yeah, this is a great thing. It. That's why everyone thinks they're going to ruin it. It's like it's the, it, business wise, it doesn't make an ounce of sense. It hasn't changed at yeah. all. It hasn't changed. In, in fact, just it they just have more arms now. They can do more stuff, mm-hmm. you know. They just there's more money. Like, sometimes sometimes it can help. The best thing to ever happen 
to Star Wars was to f- get it out of George Lucas' fucking hands. That's right. what I was, I was he was ruining it. He was driving it in the ground, and everybody was like, do 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 it. Now everybody's like, oh, yeah. wow, this That's can a- be really fucking good because you don't have that fucking retard that fucking was the- running everything. <laughs> that was the first thing I was... <laughs> <laughs> That was the first thing I was thinking about today with stuff was when that was announced that J.J. Abrams was doing it. It was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. And everyone was irate. As soon as that first preview came out, yeah, boom. The preview the preview was cool. But then when they, like about a month and a half ago, they did the uh, making of preview. Oh, and then you're awesome. like, oh, oh yeah, holy yeah, yeah. fuck shit. Well, I mean, just yeah. when the first preview came out, though, <laughs> that was when you started to see everybody go, oh, I guess it's not going to be like that, that bad. Like, they just started to back down a little <laughs> yeah. bit. And then as more stuff started coming out, then it was like, oh, oh, I'm actually kind of, I kind of <laughs> have a boner about this, mm-hmm. but I'm ashamed that, it, uh, and now everyone's like, fuck yeah, I can't wait for it. And like now everybody's, it's just like, just shut the fuck up and let yeah. things happen. Yeah. And then if it comes out and it's bad or if like, if like the beer changes and it's awful, then be the most irate asshole yeah. in the world. But as soon as something's announced, it's, that's. You're just being yeah. an idiot. Like you're you, being an idiot. You totally know somebody out there who like threw away Lagunitas beer. They yeah, had it in their fridge and they threw it the fuck out. Like really? And then they they played. I'm trying to think of some like '90s breakup song. I don't. Let's go. For some reason, I don't. Why wanna, am I blanking on that? I probably I, listened to them crying in my bedroom. For some reason, in my head, I, I picture them thrown away some, here and like some, some ten thousand maniac song for or my something. Life to be over. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a breakup song. But uh, yeah, good luck. That's in your head now. I bet <laughs> stuck in mine. Uh, Song stuck in your head. Chew gum. That's a scientific. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. They say if you chew gum, if a song is stuck in your head, chew gum, and the song will go out of your head. Because hmm. you chewing have to creates like a uh, like a beat and a pattern in your brain that you're not listening to, but it's internalized, and it cre- and it makes you stop being crazy about a song. Do you have to focus on the chewing though or just No, it just has to be big league chew. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything yes, else? Great. No dentine. <laughs> no uh, blackjack. Oh, I remember I, I miss those things of being a kid like sitting in the little league dugout and putting big league chew in and sticking it in your your jaw like you know and yeah, your candy cigarettes like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm a tough ass. Like <laughs> sitting there spitting purple spit and thinking you're like, "Oh, I'm such a badass." Like well, Meanwhile, my teeth are rotting out. <laughs> how about the, the the wax packs of the baseball cards with the fucking oh, gum, the in, gum yeah. in there? And it was yeah, like, like, did anyone ever actually eat the gum? Because it was always you hard know, and nasty, well, even funny, if it was new. If you bought a pack from when we were kids and opened it now, that gum would still feel exactly the yeah, same. Exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be it any never, different. It was yeah. never edible. Yeah. Two, <laughs> the, two, the two hardest surfaces in the history of the 90s, <laughs> a baseball gum and Carvel ice cream cakes. Those are the oh, two Carvel. things that would destroy anything that it came up against. <laughs> Is Carvel the one that made the clown cake, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was, they I made everything. They had cookie puss. Well, I knew it was they a, had uh, oh, fucking... They had, <laughs> they had fucking fudgy the whale. They had everything. Tom Carvel. Well, it's all coming out now. <laughs> he, he doesn't know Thanos, but he can name <laughs> all of the, the Carvel characters. Uh, I'm overweight. I think I, know my, I think I know my cakes. You know how many fudgy the whales I have floating around in me? <laughs> I was, there was the one other one. There was a space one. I forget his name. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. So I, I remember Fudgy though. I remember the names of those. Cookie Puss. Was that the? Is that, was that the Cookie clown? Puss. Cookie Puss was the, the the alien. I think Cookie Puss. Fudgy Whale. Um, Did the clown have a name? I just remember the clown. Cause I remember the ice cream cone nose. Know. That's all I remember. I don't know. All I know is 
you literally you couldn't cut through. Oh god, no, you had to, you always had it. You had, that was the I remember when I was a kid. <laughs> you had to have the the sink running with hot water. Yeah. and keep dipping the knife back under and attempting <laughs> dip it back under, yeah. attempt to go a little more, dip it back on, and like you would take like five minutes to get through one it's piece. Like, the, like all right, it's like the space shuttle heat shield. That's what they use <laughs> for the heat shield part of the space shuttle. I think. <laughs> oh, memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what are you thinking of this one? Um, nice. Uh, you can get a little bit of wine barrel yeah, tartness, like grape skin tartness, yeah. a little bit of white wine is, um, a little bit spiciness. Um, like you said, overly carbonated. So it's, it's making your burp up a storm. So that's yeah, probably the only is, negative, but yeah, it definitely has a ton of carbonation. What's no, it's nice. That's what I mean. Like two roads, the, the Belgian ones I've had, like, I mean, I've had a lot of stuff from them and they're all really good beers. I really like their Belgian stuff, as I said. Like their brewmaster literally wrote the book on the on the whole farmhouse ales thing, and really knows his stuff and knows what he's doing with that. So I was interested. This is one I hadn't had before. Oh, I got a burp again. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> this thing is like that's the. I think that, that is definitely the biggest negative because now like trying to do this with this beer is gonna be really. Like, I, I've made a lot of decisions today. Um, <laughs> you know, I chose to wake up. Woke up. Wake up! I don't know. Past present tense. Who cares? Awoken up. Yeah, something. I I stumbled <laughs> out of bed and I've ate stuff and I've walked around and I've done stuff. But the greatest thing I did today was take a heartburn pill because I'm pretty sure if I didn't take one, I'd be dead right now. Oh, that's true. Oh, I didn't yeah. think about that. I think this would have. Now you made me sad because it's going to hit me later. Yeah, enjoy that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> not going to be a fun night going to bed. No. I got to get a bottle opener for the other one. No, you don't. It's another oh. big difference of uh, yeah, you do. drinking as. Uh, I thought I had my keys on. Drinking as a kid and drinking as an adult, you have to worry you about things like heartburn, yeah, heartburn, and and other stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to think of a joke. I'm not that witty. So, now we're diving into a. Um, I'm super excited to give this well. I haven't had any of this from these guys yet. The oh. rare barrel. Yeah. Uh, from what is it? How would you pronounce that? Ensorcelled? Celsius? Ensorcelled. Ensorcelled? Ensorcelled. Oh, he's, I forget isn't what that... he the newest villain in uh, some kind of... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what? I, that is from something, and I wish I could remember, because it's going to bother me now. But I, I know that is... Oh, I can't... I'm not even going to try to think of what it is, but I know it's from something. That's the only reason I know how it's pronounced. Um, but no, we had we had a rare barrel on, on the show last week. We had Home Sour Home, that peach one, the first one we did. Yeah, that was that was, that was good. I like that one. This is uh, in Sorcel. This is a dark sour beer aged in oak barrels with raspberries. So this is going to so be very different. Yeah. So this is going to be a little change of pace from that one. Uh, 5.8%. So again, I was saying this to Matt before. Uh, the thing I love about rare barrel is that all their sours, because I mean... It, it's just an American brewery thing. A lot of breweries. Oh God! I apologize for the <laughs> amount of burps that you are going to have to listen to for the rest of the show. Um, a lot of breweries, you know, American breweries love to go really big. Like that's just what we do. And you know, beefing up things, which I don't mind. You know, it's it's nice to have a little high ABV thing sometimes. But some styles, I like it when it's a little more reserved, a little more held back. And Rare Barrel with all their sours. I mean, I'm sure they have some that are a little higher, but I mean, everything I've had from them has been fairly low ABV and really balanced, and that's what I appreciate. God. <laughs> I was trying to hold that back to get through that sentence, and I just couldn't do it. Um, but they, they they just really have like this really honed in 
skill with their sours that I, I really haven't come across with other breweries. What do you think after your first sip? That's fucking delicious. Yeah. See, they, they just really know what they're doing with their sours. Like they, they're really getting a great reputation and a lot of it's by word of mouth because it's, it's one of those, those breweries where when you have something from them, you're just, you're talking about it because it's just like a really memorable experience with their beers and like sour beers can be really off putting to some people. And the reason being is some people hear sour beer and they're immediately off put by it because they don't know what that means that to them that it sounds, you might as well say skunked beer because that's just what they're thinking of. But that's not what this is. Like this is just a really like everything I've had from them. I'm going to take a sip before I even try talking about the beer because I haven't taken a sip of this damn thing yet. Sip that shit. I'll talk. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird beer in, in, in a good way in that it's like, it's got this crazy jamminess with this like powdered chocolate, but it's the sour mm-hmm. is like I, I sipped it and I thought I was going to hate it because it like literally the sour hits you at like a thousand miles per hour, but literally slams on the fucking brakes before it. Like, yeah. It's like it's really sour. Like it, you think it's, it's right going to go over the top and rip your fucking enamel off your teeth, but it's just like and it stops right before it becomes uncomfortable for me. I know some people like that shit, yeah. but oh, no, that's, that's yeah. why I love everything that I've had from them has been that way that it's the right amount of sour like that's what you want like there's because that, that's the danger with sour beer is we, we talked about last week it, it's bacteria and the reason a lot of brewers don't like to use it is because it's hard to control and if that takes off on you you're kind of at the mercy of it like it's not as easy to control as yeast and that's why they don't like putting it in the brew house because then it, it gets into everything and it's a lot harder to clean out so there's a lot of issues with doing it so you really have to have a good knowledge of what you're doing when you're introducing these things into different beers it's uh it's cool man it's it's like it's 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 funky it's funky while it's also sour it's got to be brewed with more than just yeah, there's like it. i think lacto uh yeah lacto, yeah botanomyces and lactobacillus so it's like too okay yeah it's fucking cool and the raspberry is nice and jammy that chocolate's like at first i didn't know what it was until i just kind of like no, that's what, about it what I like, too, it, with whatever flavors they're saying are, are, are part of it, they're in there. Because you get a lot of breweries, like I see stuff sometimes from press sheets that'll say notes of this and this and all these different things. And you're like, I don't get any of that. Like, Because I think sometimes what they'll do is they'll look at, okay, what is the hop? These are the notes in the hops. Like I'm especially, Specifically when you're talking about IPAs, like they'll be like, oh, this, what are the notes in the hops? Oh, these are the notes. Okay, that's what's going to be in the beer. That doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. And that's sometimes I'll get like press sheets and it'll say these different flavor variations. And, like I don't see any yeah. of that. And I'll try like, and there'll be times where I'll try to think of it because when you think about it and take a sip, then okay, it's there. There's nothing sometimes. Yeah. But that's why, like with them, it's like they're very rare barrel to me. Kind of is like very much like a, a high end wine of the beer industry. Because like that's how, even when you look at their bit their their uh, labels and how they discuss things, it's very involved like that and and kind of reads like a fine wine would, but it's actually in there and it's like a really like everything I've had from them has been absolutely phenomenal. I don't mind when breweries actually put in like flavor notes on there, but if you put it on there, it better be fucking yeah. in there. It's just like don't tell me it's you know like people. I just had like uh, I'm not gonna name who it is, but when I name the ingredients, some people might. I just had a beer and they were like, there's like something like tree bark and dandelion root and i'm like really i'm like you're just not, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about like obviously that's not in there and yeah. you're just trying to sound pretentious 
like but when you have shit like this where it's like okay these things are there and then you taste it and they're all there and they're they're in balance too that's yeah. what i love with their stuff is like they're a lot of sour beers can become too sour and that's the, with, with sour beers too they're not something that you should drink a lot of during a night because it will upset the pH balance in your stomach and uh, you'll know what that leads to the next day. (laughs) So it's kind of like, it's just kind of a nice thing to have like a little bit of trying them to, to, you know, see what they're like, but they're not uh, a style that you're going to spend the whole night on because you're going to feel like absolute shit. And, uh, it's just, but I mean, they're they're great. Like I love a good sour beer. That's what I love about Rare Barrel is just that they're done in balance. And like, if you see them around, because they're they're starting to get out there a little bit more. You're starting to find they're from California, but you're starting to find them a little bit more popping up here and there. Grab them, whatever it is. Just just grab a bottle of it. I guarantee you'll like it because they're one of the breweries that everything I've had from them so far is just absolutely I've loved. Yeah, I'm not a big sour guy either. That's why um, I, I want to see what and, you thought. Because you weren't. No, nah, this works. And, and one of the parts that always tickles me pink. Uh, is uh, it? It's only five point eight, and yeah. it drinks like it's ten, yeah. which is you know you always gotta love that. Flavor is hard to come by at lower ABV. A little bit easier when you're dealing with sours, um, but to bring this kind of flavor and whatnot at such a low ABV is pretty, pretty. My balls are tingling. That's and all I know. <laughs> and speaking of sours, it's, <laughs> oh, I, I was glad you didn't go to his balls. <laughs> speaking of your balls, speaking of his balls, um, <laughs> we'll move on. Sour to, balls. We'll, we'll move on to. Uh, Round two, complaint number two, I guess. Oh, yeah. About, uh, this is something uh, oh. Matt and I were actually talking about yesterday. Um, Matt, we'll, we'll get into more of the actual saying of things. I'm just going gonna, gonna to leave it blank, but we'll say a Pennsylvania brewery, and like I said, Matt, we'll talk more about it, uh, received a cease and desist letter. Uh, a nice, and it wasn't a cease and desist letter from a lawyer. Uh, it, was a, it was an email from the brewery owner uh, at Dogfish Head. Now, this was just sent... Saying, and th- th- this happens too. This is another thing in business that maybe people don't like to deal with, but this happens. Uh, breweries a lot of times will copyright something in a name because, you know, when you're a brewery, people can do whatever they want. They can make recipes, they can replicate your beer and put it out there. There's, there's no, it's not as easy to protect yourself in doing this kind of thing. So, what they'll do is they'll copyright things within the name. I mean, besides the obvious of the logo and the name of the brewery, they'll try to copyright names of beers. And Dogfish Head has one. And what you do when someone uses something similar to that name is, you know, a lot of breweries, what they'll try to do is, you know, the easy way would be have a department, you know, like larger breweries. What they have is they have a legal department that just sends out, you know, from the lawyers, cease and desist letters nonstop. That's it. Just letters from the lawyers. There's no like, hey, let's talk about this as people. Uh, what a lot of craft brewers do, and this, and it, it's it's becoming extraordinarily common because there are more and more breweries, and there's more and more beers, and blah 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 blah. And there's only a certain amount of names. So what a lot of craft breweries do is they'll just send an email or a phone call or something, and just say, "Hey, just letting you know, this is copywritten by us. Um, I'll work with you if you need time to unload. If you have merch made or you have whatever." I'll work with you to help you get that out. I don't want you to just eat these costs and, you know, shut up and then go out of business. And that's generally the way things work out. At most breweries, totally fine with that. Totally get that. Except one <laughs> um, that decided to take a screenshot of this email and just completely blast them and put Dogfish Head down, say it's all bullshit and this is how, yeah, and just be complete. 
to me, look, putting the beer aside and stuff, it was one of the most unprofessional chump moves I've ever seen. And I, and I don't care. Like it just, it was so unprofessional. Like that's how, that's exactly when I saw that. I'm like, that is someone that doesn't know how business operates. That, like, that's something you do when you're, when you're 15 years old. And, yeah. And that's what wound up happening. Put it out there on Instagram, said everything. And uh, it's now pulled down. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to love social media, you know, because immediately the reaction is if I'm, you know, mad or, or happy or whatever about something, I have to immediately, no matter how personal the business yeah. is, <laughs> put it on social media and then within about 15, 20 minutes, regret it. Rip it down, but by that point, it's too I late. Don't, I don't think what I got. I don't think it's even a regret. He doesn't regret it. Somebody, can't, uh, I think somebody he. Had, I think forced they, him to yeah. be like, listen, dude, you need <laughs> I to think take it, this the fuck down. I yeah. think it was a real like, okay, look, because this has happened before, uh, actually, with the same guy. You, you're uh, really gonna get your balls ripped off if you don't pull that. Yeah, off. I think <laughs> that's. I think that's what it was. Basically, what happened was, and like, uh, Derek won't name names. I will because I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Um, yeah, Dolphish had uh, sent a pizza boy. Um, Al Kaminsky, the owner, he fucking it, the cease and desist letter that Dogfish had sent wasn't even a cease and desist letter. It's, yeah, it was a ge- it was a generic a generic letter, but it, it it was came from the email account of the of Sam Calgioni, the owner, and it was basically, hey man, your name is. It was really nice. It was actually r- probably the nicest C and D letter I've ever read. Yeah, it's like, hey man, you know your shit's real close, and like you know. You might want to think about changing your name because we really don't, you know, we don't, I don't want, this isn't a lawyer thing. Just please change it. And then the dude's like, here's the bullshit template letter that you get when a business owner doesn't have enough balls to call you up. That's what this, that guy's saying about yeah. it with a screenshot. Wow. Yeah, that, it's like yeah. that. <laughs> and basically he goes on to like basically call him like, fuck you. you. You couldn't call me yourself and be like, well, he sent you an email. Like, what's the difference? Like, it's not, he could have just sent his lawyers after you, but he mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, like, yeah. You know, and uh, but uh, about like six months ago, he did the same thing. He was, his pricing is very, very high for his beers, and he defended his prices in a, in a Facebook post. Same thing, and just went off and like basically said, oh, our shit is. He associated his beers. He basically said some people. He's like, well, if you're not comfortable with the price, some people like to drive Fords, but you know, some people like to drive Ferraris, and we make Ferraris. You know, basically saying his beer is a Ferrari when he's just a tiny little brewery out of, out, of, out of Pittsburgh. And he doesn't even make the fucking beer. Somebody else does. This is the owner, not even the brewer. You know what I mean? And uh, and it was just, and, and he went on for days defending it. It was no not like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have spoke that way. Just like, and even in this post before it got took down, he had a bunch of oh, yeah. replies in it trying to defend it. Basically, the first defending of his post was, I'm not whining. That was how it left off. I'm like, that's actually your textbook of whining. Yeah, that's so exactly what you're fucking doing. So basically, it's just like someone that just doesn't understand. You know what I mean? Like, I just that shit. We could do a nine hour podcast on just this subject alone because I could. Oh I, no, this, that's the stuff I can't. Infuriates me. It's it's so. At the end of the day, because I was saying, like, you, people forget, like, it's business, and you kind of have to. If you can't conduct yourself as a professional business person, and like, I understand a lot of people get into craft beer because. You know they don't want to have to wear a suit and tie, and that that's fine, and I get that. But you're still running a business. You still have a persona. You still have a face that's out there that people are going to take. And you know if, if you're being a dick and and just shitting on things, like well now that represents your brewery, and yeah. and like you kind of have to have that realization of like, look maybe even I don't think he was right, but even if he was right, you still sounded like an asshole. Yeah. And that's how people take it. And it doesn't matter if you were right. 
there's a million people that have been right but sounded like dicks yeah. and then people didn't listen to them yeah. and that's what winds up happening and they're all forever remembered as being this ginormous asshole yeah. and it's like you kind of have to have that understanding of you're, you're still running a business you're still someone that people are looking to you know even if they're walking into your brewery and they only know you as like hey there's the guy that's always at the bar blah 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 maybe that's the owner but if you and all of a sudden now are known, especially in this day and age where instantaneously, I mean, look at that woman that did the, was it Nike that she made the the AIDS tweet? And by the time she landed, she was, P, I think it was PR for Nike. I think that's what it was. And she made uh, a joke. She was flying to Africa and put like a, I hope I don't get AIDS on Twitter before, oh, I remember her, that, yeah. before her flight took off. When she landed, it had gone viral and millions of people had seen that tweet and she was fired immediately. Yeah. I mean, that's the world we live in. And, and this, I guess you would say that probably the saddest part of the whole deal is this, is that there's pretty much like three sex when it comes to like, when it comes to like well, male, female. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. <laughs> CT baby, CT. Um, but uh, when it comes to who, who is reacting to this post, it was uh, Pete's boy defenders, which are, you know, you, every place has their fanboys and whatever they can do, they mm-hmm. can't do wrong. Then you have that middle of the road person who's just like, wow, it's dumb that he's yelling and it's dumb that this guy sent the letter. But then there's like the people that understand, which you said multiple times on radio show, you probably said on here multiple times, is one of the coolest thing, things about um, the whole brewery industry is how, how, how brewers bend over backwards to help out each mm-hmm. other and this is just the exact opposite of that sentiment it's like yeah. it's like you know i'm sure if you're a brewer and you needed something hot wise malt wise and you called fucking dogfish head, they'd be like yeah go fucking get some you know what yeah. i mean and it's kind of like okay you know like why go from it from that four-year-old on the school playgrounds angry yeah it's like, it's like the it kid that makes it's like the kid in the corner is playing the ball it's like all right tommy recess is over go in yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they kick the ball off yeah. in the woods so that they have to spend time to go run and get it yeah. it's like just you know understand how this works it doesn't make sense let me how how close is this name it, it what was it pumpkin what would they what do they call uh, it pumpkin drublick no that's no, no that's, 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 that's coronado, coronado. It, um you can look at something but it was dog, basically dogfish head has a you can, if you want to look it up dogfish yeah. head has a beer called it's their their pumpkin ale is called pumpkin like p-u-n-k-i-n right and that's what they have a trademark on is pumpkin like right. that that word okay and that's what they used in their whatever i'm mean, assuming it's a pumpkin beer right um that's what they use they use the word pumpkin yeah in, in their you have to assume that they were aware of that. Oh yeah, oh, it's, it's, they, it's, it's they a prob- simple They probably Google search. did it on purpose. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, you mm, think was this? I don't a, think a it was on purpose. I don't think it would be on purpose. I think it was just complete ignorance. Like, oh, they won't fucking yeah. care. Mm. A Google search. Yeah, it takes two seconds. And it's and it's not like it's yeah. right. it's not like it's you know Joe Schmo up in Buffalo. Wow, that rhymes. Uh, his his brewery. It's it's Dogfish Head. Like you know, and especially that we're in Pennsylvania. They're they're right by us. You know what the brewery is. You know of that beer. So it's not even like you really need to do a Google search. Right. It's just you need to do a trademark search because that's probably what it was is he probably just saw the name and was like, oh, well, whatever, but didn't do a trademark search. That's where you're getting the trouble. Like names are one thing, but if they're trademarked, that's where the issue is. And that's what it is. It's just a matter to protect the brewery. It's not because it's like, well... I'm going to sit up here in my ivory tower. Fuck everybody. Like, no, it's, he's running a business and he needs to find ways to protect themselves like any business. And that's what it was. Yeah. What, what was there? And it's some, it was, um, well, dogfish heads beer is just pumpkin. Mm-hmm. 
and the name brewed a beer called Punkin Disorderly. That's it. So it basically was a but they used pumpkin like that. That's what they the issue. The spelling. Yeah, that's right. what the issue really was. Was that's what's trademarked, and he's taking it as like, oh, well, they don't like. No one's going to confuse those two. Like, yeah, and no one probably is going to confuse those two because it, it, it's they're they're but different. It's protecting your name, but it's the name. It's like you know, if if you put like I'm going to call this uh, Nike IPA, yeah, and then Nike sends a cease and desist. Like, what the fuck? No one's going to confuse yeah. like. Yeah, no one is going to confuse your IPA with the sneakers, but you're using a fucking name that's trademarked. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And, like, that's what it comes down to. It's not that, you know, they're looking around like, who can we kick in the balls? Who's around? Like, that's not what it is. It's they have a trademark. They spent the money for a fucking reason. And that's what it is. Because if, and it's not even that, oh, I'm going to nitpick this guy. It's like, no, if I let this slide a little bit. Someone else is going to come in, and then they could lose their trademark, and then it's gone. Yeah, and that's what the issue is: is like you can lose your trademark by letting things slide, right? And that's what they're trying to protect, and that's it. There's no dickery going on; it's just business and and doing what they need to do to protect themselves. Like if they, if someone came out and made a dogfish head, I don't know, imperial barrel aged. I don't know, dick sweat. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, I love that but dick sweat. <laughs> dick sweat imperial stout. And we're, um we're having that next show. <laughs> that's gonna that's coming up next. I have it in the in the fridge right now. Um but if they did that and then like Dogfish Head was like, Well, you know what? We'll let them go. Yeah. Well, okay, now someone else is gonna come along and then all of all they have to do is go, Your Honor, uh this other brewery has this and it has been in existence for two years and there's been no lawsuits. Uh, what's the issue? Right. Why are you taking issue with me and not yeah. them? And then so this is no longer you know. business. This is personal, and you can go at it that way, and then boom, you're gone. And the, and the funniest part is, it's fucking so retarded. Is that <laughs> is that they come out? Al's of hand, and I don't even want to say Pizza Boy. I want to say him in general because the brewery itself, while it may have some kind of effect, it, he keeps getting dinged by this more than the brewery itself because mm-hmm. he doesn't actually make the beer. He comes out looking like a fucking roasted piece of shit. And uh, if he, if he would have just saw that, f- called somebody in beer media, leaked it without putting out a statement, everybody would be piling on Dogfish Head right now. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's It's not what happened. It's the reaction. So it's like, come on, man. Just Wait, I want to get George's thoughts on this. This thing mm-hmm. actually talks. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, let's see. <laughs> What's George's thought? We're going to Nedlow. Do you want any um, <laughs> treehouse while I'm up there? Very, very apropos, George. Words of wisdom. Very apropos. Wait, why are you turning back? I turned you off. Oh, it's real. It's possessed. <laughs> Whoa! George is here. <laughs> I thought I turned it Where off. Where the hell did you get that thing? I don't remember. I got it a couple years. I, I love going to, I think I got it at Target, uh, the, like one of the days after Halloween. Because I like I, a dollar. Yeah. It's one, <laughs> it one of those things like I go and everything's like ridiculously cheap and it's like the stuff that's left that's like nobody wanted probably because it's too annoying. Yeah. And uh, that's one of these. I, I actually didn't, wasn't sure it still worked. I put batteries in before and uh, it still works. <laughs> I just figured every once in a while we could ask George some questions, and uh, we'll have a fun, 
fun like, answer. It's probably right on key. It's like a magic eight ball of terror. But <laughs> but no, like that's the that's the stuff that's the kind of I guess ugly side of of all of this stuff within you know any of this. I mean, if it's if it's beer, if it's music, if it's movies. I mean, that's the stuff that that people don't like to talk about. But at the same time, when something happens, people like to get irate about, which I think is ridiculous to me because it's like you know this happens like it happens all the time it happens i mean it, like i said like we grew up in the 90s that, that was music in the 90s was all that that was the key like if anything yeah. it was like you're a sellout and it's like you don't have any bills to pay you don't know what the hell that means and it's like you know it really comes down to i don't know if you've ever heard like henry rollins in a discussion like because like he's been accused of that with everything he's done and his response is always like am i a sellout yeah every fucking night yeah that's it. I played a theater yeah, every yeah. fucking night. It sold out. Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> like, like, and that's really what it is. It's like until you're at that point where you have that level of of worry or or have that stress on your uh, on you to like you know run a business, have a family, have other people's families on your shoulders because you're running a business. You can't make like. And I don't want to like. And I shouldn't say I'm not, I don't want to generalize because people make these statements generalize. So fuck them. If you're living in your mother's basement and you're being a prick online and saying someone's a sellout, you're an asshole because you're not <laughs> worrying about anything. Yeah. And like, that's what a lot of it is, is like they just make these generalized blanket statements. And it's like, well, who are you? Where are you coming from that you feel justified other than the fact that you have a computer screen? Yeah. How do you feel justified that you're allowed to say these things about these people that have put real blood, sweat, and tears into building up a brewery, which is the quote-unquote American dream, to then you know do that and then be able to go and retire somewhere? Like, why is that? Like, well, no, it's just mine. Like, no, it's not. It's yours and millions of other people. Which is why you even know what the fucking brewery is. <laughs> like, if it was just yours, it wouldn't be in existence anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't be successful. <laughs> Ooh. It's yeah, still coming out. All right, but no, that that that's the stuff. I I just it, it always interests me, especially like within nerd culture and stuff that that we've seen, like with people getting mad about Star Wars and mad about Star Trek when that was coming out, and everybody was getting mad about uh, he was going to ruin that one too. And look what happened with that. It's just that everybody we're irate about being irate. I think that's like that's where our country is now. Yeah. And I want to say our country because I don't see it in the rest of the world. And, you know, you could argue that that, you know, takes focus away from the real issues. You know, at the end of the day, we're not mm -hmm. talking about the real problems that are affecting the world because we're too busy arguing about whether there should be a black stormtrooper or not. You know, before we even. But now these are people who are saying this even before they realize that it's a character in a stormtrooper disguise. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. you know, Luke and Han in the first movie, you know, stuff like that, you know, where it's like you don't even know the details of the actual film yet because this is literally two minutes of footage that they just let you see and then they kept everything else tight lipped. And I like that aspect. Like, I, I love how Star Wars is doing their marketing where they're really keeping uh, 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 tight lips on the, on the, um, on the script and not letting any of the actors talk about it in any meaningful way other than just saying really vague stuff. I think that's great because I just want to see the damn movie. Yeah. I don't want everything to be spoiled beforehand. And, you know, at that point, once it's out, 
then everybody's going to pick it apart and you know have their brilliant analysis of uh, you what know this the, was supposed to mean and this meant that and exactly blah, 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 and blah, blah, whether yeah. it would have been any different if you know Lucas did it and stuff like that and it's 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 just it is it is what it is just be happy that it's still around you know like when when in the nineties uh, there was a real danger as you know a, a comic book fan since I was eight years old there was a real danger that Marvel couldn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. In the 90s, Marvel was bankrupt, and there was a point where uh, they weren't getting any buyers, and there was a point where th those characters could have just went away or gotten bought up by, or and, and piecemeal by other comic uh, companies like DC or something like that, and who knows what would have happened to them, you know, or who knows if any of those characters would be around now. And now they're billion-dollar industries because a big company came in and saw the value of it, and, you know, gave them the security that they needed. You know, same thing with Star Wars. I think Disney came in and said, you know, you, it's not that the brand is bad. You're suffering from bad brand management. You mm -hmm. know, you have a guy coming in who I think ha has great ideas and he's a great idea guy, but he needs other people to execute it for him. You know, I mean, that's a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the original Star Wars films, uh, he had creative control to an extent but not as much as people think you know people think star wars they think george lucas and they don't realize that like the first cut of star wars they said holy shit what the hell did you do what did you make here this is a monster it's, it's a disaster you it scratched the film what is the what are these laser things it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense like the 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 movie was too long it had these these giant long uh, tirades in terms of the dialogue that just kind of it was either bland or it didn't go anywhere sounds familiar doesn't it it sounds like the fucking prequels <laughs> because s what 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 Fox did is they 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 uh, they hired an editor he came in and he chopped the thing up and all the famous wipes that you see in the film mm -hmm. all the transitions and stuff like that that was him coming in and saying all right this scene's over now let's move on to the next <laughs> thing and get this story moving so entire characters and subplots were left out which as a geek of course you want to go back and say oh what what would have been like and stuff and that's all great and all but at the end of the day it wouldn't have been a success and you never even would have fucking heard of Star Wars yeah. if it weren't for these guys behind the scenes like this editor who came in and chopped everything up and made it into a coherent movie and that's why you see you know Empire and Jedi were directed by different people who had other writers other script writers come in and help out and play with it a little bit more and put it at the level that he did I mean there are some iconic things like uh, even the the scene where uh, in in Empire where Luke and uh, Luke and uh, or um, Han and, and uh, Leia are saying you know he's you know she says I love you and he says I know and it's one of the most iconic lines of all time, yeah. I mean that that yeah. that sequence. George Lucas hated that. Yeah, he wanted "I love you, I love you too." That's what yeah. he wanted, and the director stepped in and said, "No, like this this is it, it's an ab lib, and it works, and it fits these characters, and it's my film. Wonder, you hired me to do this. I'm leaving it in." <laughs> Did he act like his fans and go, "What I want in there?" <laughs> and just thrown on the. I honestly don't think so. I think at the end of the day, he probably said, "You know what? You're right." Or that is that is that is the solid choice. But I think by the time the prequels rolled around, he he surrounded he's, by yes men. And he's he surrounded just, yeah, by yes men. Yeah. Exactly, they're the kind of people that are going to say, "Yeah, Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> that's brilliant. <Yeah>. Good job, <laughs> George. Yeah, that, that's Wait, genius." What's wrong with Jar Jar? It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character. <laughs> we have Jar Jar Binks bed sheets. Have, have I shown you my Jar Jar room? <laughs>
Somewhere there is it is someone. my toilet, by the there, way. There, there is, is some, <laughs> there is someone that has like every Jar Jar Binks thing. Probably like a big like uh, I'm not even gonna talk. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't speak fluent Gungan? <laughs> Are you gonna make? There's probably like a, like a furry group out there that's just in like Jar Jar. <laughs> I was hoping it was going some sexual direction. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking here, so there's some Jar Jar Binks dildo out there or something. <laughs> there is. It's called Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> That's all. It actually talks to you. Yes, um, yes, um, yes. <laughs> oh, I just pictured a woman using a dildo. It looks, sounds like Jar Jar Binks. Picture that, everybody. Just yeah. think about that oh, for a second there. Yeah. Stew hey. on that. Yep. All right. If, okay, and, uh, if you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, it, it's something that's interesting, too, with all this stuff is like the amount of people that are behind the scenes that get no credit. Like even with like breweries, as they become bigger, their owners are very well known. I'm like, yeah, they built the company up. It's like the brewers are the ones like really putting all the work in. Same yeah. thing with like movies, like the, the people behind the scenes, like the editors, people doing the score. Like they don't get any of the credit towards anything, and that's not. And most of the time, like, the owners aren't saying, "Look at me," and the directors aren't saying that. And but it's just that's where people go. And then there's all these right. unsung heroes. You you can understand the mentality though, like. Even if you're not purposely surrounding yourself from Yes Men, whether it be a brewery or a movie or whatever, and you have all these people telling you you can do no fucking wrong, oh, yeah. even if you choose not to believe it, it's hard not to fucking subconsciously believe it and be like, sure. oh, so I'm going to make an asparagus and fucking red onion fucking uh, IPA because I that genius. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, and be like, no. Sometimes you need to... Get don't overthink the fucking room. Sometimes, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, especially when you're a guy like Lucas. I mean, honestly, he did change the film world forever. Yeah, you know, like the, wh- whether you, you you can criticize the prequels all you want, and I will at great length. But at the end of the day, like the guy just he did a lot for movies and the way that they're made, the way that they're marketed, everything. So of course that's going to go to your head somewhat, and then you're surrounded all day by people who are going to push that that further to the point where you're a myth now. You're a walking myth. And you have a ranch. Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like um, I, 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 I usually make the uh, the joke of the, pre- the prequels are like, um, it's like Jerry Seinfeld in the race, where it's like, he, he, I will not race for like so long. <laughs> and, then, and then eventually got goaded into racing. And then it was just like, yeah, you shouldn't have, yeah, you shouldn't right. have done that. You, you know what I mean? Like, he just part. like, because yep. it was so long. Uh, George Lucas, my favorite is, you ever, the best is uh, Pat Oswald does a joke about the prequels. You ever hear that one where he talks about like, did you ever hear it before? I where he's I, like, I think I know which one. Where you're he's like, about. yeah, he's like, I, if I ever had a time machine, I go back in time and kill George Lucas with a shovel. Oh right, yeah. Where he's like, yeah, and he talks about how the movie, yeah, you like, uh, you like Darth Vader, you want to see him as a little kid? You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want to fucking see him as a, he's like a little Damien Omen kid that kills. No, he's just sad. You're like, no, well, I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like, what are you looking at? He's like, you want to see Boba Fett? Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, he's just sad. He's like, no. <laughs> I don't want to see any of that. You know, so it's like sometimes people just lose their fucking lose their way because they're too wrapped up in their own shit. And it, I don't mean to say that in a negative way. Like, I don't think George Lucas walks around like, hey, pointing at himself. Like, look at me. I'm fucking George Lucas. Right. But like I said, when so many people are telling you that it's hard, it's hard not to uh, yeah. not to believe it, you know. And, and when you're when you're in any, any creative uh, market or or venture, you know, it's important to listen to outside 
voices and not put yourself in a bubble where you're you're outside from criticism, you're outside from other opinions, things like that. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to get too much to the point where, uh, you know, like imagine if the Star Wars brand was controlled by these crazy fans. I mean, you know, <laughs> oh and I God. say that as a a you know diehard Star Wars fan. You know what like, it is. You know, you I, get, don't don't give it to me. You get Fifty Shades of Grey is what you get. Right. That's exactly. what you I fucking get. I yeah. wonder if exactly <laughs> you get fan fiction <laughs> taking on a whole new level of shit. <laughs> I wonder how many people would be killed off. Like who would they? Who would have been killed off, had had they kind of like let go of the reins and everything? All right, so I wasn't gonna do this one tonight, but I figured, hey, we're we're talking. This is uh super fresh, and uh, it's not usually good to do this after doing. No, it is. But it is. Uh, uh, this is from Wicked Weed, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal brewery in North Carolina. Uh, had them on before. Had a bunch of their sours. This is a brand new one that they well, brand new one they just put in bottles. Uh, Freak of nature. It's a double IPA. They have a really, really stellar reputation for their sours, and uh, they've had a really uh, great under underbelly growth of fans towards their double IPAs and their IPAs. They did a collaboration with Stone. Uh, not too long ago, Matt. What was it called? I keep forgetting the name of it. Um, Points unknown. Yes, points unknown IPA. I don't know why I keep wanting it. It was because there was a couple of them that came out on the same time that were collaborations with Stone. I forget which one's which, but that one was a Belgian triple blended with a double IPA. This is their freaking nature. This is their standard. This is their straight double IPA. Um, just bottled on the first of this month, so super fresh. I have not had this one yet, but I've been uh, wanting to try this. Matt, what do you what are you thinking? You got a sip. Dream pour. No, um, it's uh, <laughs> oh wow, that is dank. It's super dank, but it's also got a nice little bit of like kind of orange juiciness to it, a little grapefruit going on. Super Ooh. earthy, like a earthy, dirty, earthy yeah. f- little it's floralness like going dirty. on. Dirty. Yeah, it's it's this is um this is a mean mean motherfucker. This is not the Jar Jar Binks of the uh, beer world. I put you that. <laughs> yeah, on. this is definitely one I would. Oh, this is. I would not give this to someone who's just getting into IPAs because this is like. This yeah. was kick in the. This is just nail in your palate. If you, if let's put it this way, if you got this and you put it in a little glass and you, you gave it to somebody and said, "Drink this," not in the context of beer, like just general. You looked at somebody like sinister and like, "Drink this," and they're like, "Why?" They're like, "Just drink it." Just drink. <laughs> if they drank it, they go, "Are you fucking poisoning me right now?" <laughs> that's the. That's they'd be like, "What do you? What did I just drink?" You know what I mean? It's just that impactful. Wow. It's like explosive. Yeah. It's it's delicious. I just refer to it as poison, but it's delicious. It's definitely, <laughs> it, de- it definitely is, uh, you know, and as, and as they've been known for, like, they're, the way that they do their, their beers, I mean, they're in North Carolina, but they're known for their West Coast-styled IPAs. This is definitely West Coast-style all the way. Yeah, West Coast, but a little bit of skew. It's not it's not just straight-up pine no, dank yeah. in your mouth. You know what I mean? But it, it, it's just, it has that super dry Very, very weedy, very marijuana. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. there's it, a lot of. Dang it lives up to the the name and and the the style of the the way that they drew the uh, the tentacles and stuff yeah. like that. It just it, 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 it's that bright green and everything. It it has that uh, oh. that imagery fits. I think the the beer really well. The the aroma on it though, it's like it, it's just so dank. I mean, I don't think I've had. I don't think I've had anything like this. I think. What do you think? Sim there, Hopways? Would you even venture a guess? It's got to be Simcoe, right? It's got to be Sim. I would say Simcoe. 
probably like I would say it's probably like Simcoe Centennial. Like it's probably a lot of the, the aggressive. Probably, it's got to be I would a, say a cascade. Because there's got to be some cascade in there because there's a little bit of. of but I don't know that. Maybe, who knows? They might have some other. It's it hard. Be, it's hard to call yeah. now because there's yeah. so many crossbreeds and, and yeah, there's yeah. just so much stuff out there. But I would definitely like. I mean, Simcoe's still a good go-to, but it's got like some like centennial type aroma, like that earthy little oniony type stuff. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's definitely not one that is uh, anyone's going to accuse of being a, a citrus bomb. No, which no. <laughs> no, there's a juiciness aspect to it there, but it's it's yeah. almost like for counterbalancing. It's like her balancing. It's not it's not the leader in the pack. It's it's. But it's not like I said, like it's not super west to the point where it's just pine needles in your mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's you could tell that that's what like the the malt bill. Yeah, you could tell that's what they styled it off of though, like that that kind of stone mm-hmm. west coast aggressive IPA. Yeah. Like they they styled it off of that. I mean, I'm not saying that they ripped them off or anything. Not so like, they not to um yeah not to call out other beers. This tastes like a doubled version of Pliny, kind of like if they doubled up on the hop profile of a, kind of like a Pliny. A little, obviously a little bit different, but it's just that more impactful, you know. Oh, this yeah, this is definitely like, powerful. Yeah, this is super. I, what, what is the, I didn't even see the ABV. Eight, eight five. Eight five. five? And so I didn't look at the. Uh, why do labels get so confusing anymore? Eight point five. It's right above the uh, the UPC code, but whatever. Um, but it, it's just I love. This is one I could like seriously drink a lot of. Yeah, it could danger. Yeah, I mean it's it's aggressive, <laughs> but I mean it's it's still like like I said, like if you're just getting into IPAs though, I, I would not give this to someone no. unless you want to watch the reaction of like, because oh. <laughs> it's it is. If you are a hop lover, though, fucking grab this. And that's why I like it. you're like, oh, not a great thing coming from that sour. I think it's a great thing because it's it's your sours are just kind of reset. Yeah, to a, it's awesome. almost like ginger. To the point where whatever you drink after it, you're just going to get whatever that is in full effect, mm. you know? And I think that's, it was a perfect, oh, perfect one-two punch. I was like, you know, we need to do one more. And I had that in the fridge. I'm like, let's do this. Because this is, I want to try this super fresh. I mean, this, this is like a little over a week old. But, I mean, I, I just, it really does come oh, across. Oh, yeah. Like mm, what is it? Nine days old? Drain four. <laughs> Can't George? believe I'm putting this in my body. Wait, where's George? Oh, George has some words of wisdom. Let's see. Does it say different stuff every time? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. George, what do you think about this? George, he's like a not so miniature Buddha, not covered in any hair. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's like having like a little mini old school comedians <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saying like, bad puns. Yeah. Like, oh, Dad, come on! It's kind of like, like the Munster jokes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's uh, that's his shtick. I don't it's know. Like George a, is just kind of. Like he used to make a lot of Vincent racist. Price's cousin who never got into the biz, just making like <laughs> shitty <laughs> Halloween jokes. George used to make a lot of racist jokes. Now all of a sudden he's just an old timey comedian. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Like like one of those those old horror hosts, you know, late at night, oh, God, you know, yeah. between the Uncle uh, the, Ted, the ch- yeah, yeah, oh, Uncle Ted I sort of stuff, Ted. you know. Oh, I hope he doesn't lose his head. <laughs> 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 
Those are my favorites. I, I loved watching. I mean, when I was a kid, was he on PBS? I always conf- I, I that's my problem. Is I can remember things. I can't remember what channel anything was on though. Yeah. But I, I don't. I feel like Uncle Ted was on was on PBS, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I want to say that's correct. But I mean, I, I loved. That's where I saw all my old, you know, the black and white ones. I remember watching those things so much because it was just like that's what got me into like all the old Vincent Price things and all that stuff. And then it was it was okay. My parents okayed that for me. I think that's why I got into them. But I never got into. Like the Universal Monsters. Did you watch that stuff when you were a kid at all? No. Like uh, Werewolf and, and like Frankenstein and Dracula. I never got into those old black and white ones. It just, even now, like, I know people love that and go, it just, I loved the Monster Squad when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Oh, the Monster lo- Squad? What? I don't like horror stuff. No, it's not horror. Monster Squad was like the Goonies with the Universal no. Monsters. Oh, I'm, it's, I'm weird, man. But Monster Squad, like, I fucking love That's the only one I'm talking so about good. remaking that. Yeah, yeah I know. they they keep they keep talking about that too, but I don't know. They mentioned I mean, the Wolfman's Nards in it. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, they, it, it, I have it to look this <laughs> up now because you know when it comes to Nards, <laughs> any my balls get tight. Any any <laughs> my Nards get tight. There you go. <laughs> well, the the thing is, is uh, you know, the they, they they were able to skirt around the copyrights with that, which was was mm-hmm. really great. So they were able to kind of do what they wanted, and at the same yeah, time, it, like it I wasn't a creature from the Black Lagoon. They called it. Uh, Oh, was it the Finn Man? Yeah, I think it was Finn Man or something, something like that. that. Yeah, and it, they they were able to like uh they, like the, the fish the, man. The, the, it was fish man. The the Nards thing was like kind of just like a I wonder if he does you yeah. know so like they had to <laughs> confirm that in the movie. It, but it was it it captured that like childlike wonder that you have mm-hmm. with those types of things. Like if you were really able to be that be a kid like in the Goonies or something like that and interact with those monsters like what it would be like and everything it was just oh, I it, love it's that. it's just fun loving it's so enjoyable to watch I mean it's, it's like it's definitely you know when we look back at movies when we were kids like even like the Goonies and stuff like you couldn't do that now I mean like they they let kids curse in the movie I was thinking that because you know Goonies was just on the other day and I was watching the scene where they're doing the dick joke where he yeah. breaks the dick off of the, <laughs> the, the statue and he's trying to put it back on and pretend like the you know it's it's fine and everything, <laughs> and I'm like they would never do no, this no. today. Like they oh, God, wouldn't no. even touch that, you know, because then they no get so kid many... would touch a dick in any self respect. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like you know, at the wait, end wait, of the day, wait. like who did this hurt? You know, like any, any subway jokes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, all right. All we, right. Haven't, anyway. we haven't done enough move, of those move, on the move. show yet. I actually, I don't think we we've touched on it that we, too we, much. We talked about there it. There it is. Not, not, I don't <laughs> think we touched on that. I saw. Lord knows he did. Oh, I saw a picture today. Actually, somebody took like a cell phone picture. They walked into a subway, and the subway is too cheap. So for like they they've obviously told them, yeah, you get rid of all the stuff with Jared on it. <laughs> But the menus, some of them still have Jared on them. So this guy, so one of the guys working there, he just put like a piece of paper up over his face and wrote "Not Jared" on it. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. Anyone but Jared. <laughs> I was kind of hoping. I think that's even funnier because at first I thought you were gonna say that they drew like a stick figure over it or something, but that's even better. Yeah, that's oh. a fucking PR nightmare. Oh, I would God. not want to work for them right now. But you know what? I I have that thought, but then at the same time, from what they you know has been murmured, they all fucking knew. 
Oh, they've yeah. all been told for well, that's so long. Why it's, so yeah. fuck them. It's em. so like, much that's, worse. Yeah, yeah like, that's exactly. what, that's what makes it worse. It's like whatever is coming, they deserve it. Like right. people had been telling them, so whatever you got to do, go. You know, maybe they got to go plump someone up and make them lose weight. <laughs> I don't know. What they, <laughs> I want to see what they're going to come out with next, though, because you know they're you know they're scrambling to find some type of mascot. Well, um, they're I, just like, come on, global war. They're just like, we're <laughs> hoping for some come catastrophe. Come on, Qu- Quiznos, fuck up. Come on, Quiznos, fuck up really bad. The Quiz- Onion did a really good one the other day. Did you see the, the Onion made fun of the whole thing? No. They said, uh, here, here's their new promotion for, for 9-11, and it's a guy flying into two <laughs> hoagies. <laughs> And it's like two hoagies for nine eleven, <laughs> and it was like it was just this whole. It just kept going on and on, just laying it thick. On, on just like like how can we get make this even worse? You know, it was, oh god, it was so funny. Oh god, I I love a good like that. That is nothing will surpass them. Like ever, nothing will ever surpass the onion. Like they have it dialed in. So yeah. I, I still think like even it goes back. I think the article is from like two thousand. The did you ever see the one about Al Gore calling everybody from Pennsylvania a bunch of dicks? No. It's, you, if you look up, um, here, let me look. I'm gonna look up what it's called because you ha- you have to read it because if you have never read this, especially being from Pennsylvania, you will laugh so hard because the stuff that he says in it, it, it it's I mean it's an Onion article. Oh, um, <laughs> here I'll read it. just the the headline is. Uh, <laughs> visiting this, this is from the 2000 election when he was running it says uh visiting gore calls pennsylvania a hellhole <laughs> <Quotations. laughs> and uh let me just read the first the first paragraph because it uh during a campaign stop at, Al- at an altoona paper mill monday presidential contender al gore launched into an unexpected 40-minute tirade against the quote-unquote not so great state of pennsylvania calling it the nation's armpit and a total hellhole <laughs> 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 over the past few days, I have traveled all over your state and met many of you. And what has impressed me most is that no matter where I have gone, my reaction has been the same. Oh, God, get me the fuck out of this dump, said Gore. <laughs> yeah, um, it continues on. You, It's still one of my favorite articles. Uh, wait, when did that come out? Uh, September of 2000. September 2000? Okay, I'm just curious. Oh, look something up real quick. Oh, is there gonna be a lawsuit? Does, does that remind you of of something else? Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking that too. Actually, you're thinking of Sudeikis when he did a when he did a fucking Joe Biden. He's like, I'm yes. from Scranton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah place. Yeah. I want to see if they ripped off Sudeikis. It, yeah, no, no, this came out before because that was for Biden. That was 2008. That was for the pre- vice presidential when when Sudeikis was doing that. They 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 probably ripped off the onion a little bit. I would but think, I mean, so. yeah, because yeah, it, it I'm just curious yeah, who ripped joke. off who. Oh, th- this is from 2000. This is from Al Gore running for president in 2000. So this is oh, this, okay. So that's uh, way before. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, there's the only thing better than the onion is when someone uses the onion like it's for real. Oh yeah, I love oh. seeing that when someone <laughs> posts it and you're like. Oh, uh, like you know what? Though? You it, never like that's their source material. You never want to tell them though. That's my favorite thing is when you see someone. Using sources like that, the last thing you want to do is tell them. It's like, yes. no, let that, let them go through life <laughs> that way. Because you know what, life is probably more enjoyable for them <laughs> living right. in this. It was like I'm like huge into soccer, and there was like the one, there was like when they busted FIFA for all like FIFA. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was the one dude. He's like, what was his name? Um, 
the vice president Jack Warner is from South Africa, or he's from Africa. He, tra- <laughs> I did he, 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 he tried to clear his name and he cited uh, uh, onion it's, to yeah. prove FIFA's like oh, they used the onion yeah, article yeah. going, uh, yeah, see, <laughs> they are really... out to get us, and I was it's just an onion article. I'm like, this is thank you for this gift <laughs> on this day. <laughs> I, I forgot. I remember listening to like cause I listened to like, the BBC News podcast. Yeah. I remember listening to them talk about that, and it's like, oh, that poor guy. Yeah, because like you, you kind of. You can kind of forgive him a little bit because he's from South Africa and like it, it's not as well known. Yeah, but it makes it even better because yeah. it's like that's just a total like playing <laughs> like a trick ima- on someone. Like imagine like well, I I couldn't even imagine what it's like to work at the Onion. Like it's got to oh, be crazy, God. right? You can't it can't be like very it can't be cubicles of people hammering out stuff. No. It has to be. It's probably like, like the beginning let's of do T- some fucking flacca. And it's see probably what the beginning happens. of uh, TMZ <laughs> when they have that uh, whoever the guy who's the one TMZ Harvey Weinstein. No, is he on TMZ? Not Harvey Weinstein, but one of them. I forget the guy's name. But I just yeah. remember every time they he's, they st- he's the guy from outside of People's Court. Yeah, he interviews everybody. It's the same. It's guy. the same guy, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just I I just remember like because I'll have something on whatever's on before TMZ, and then that comes on. And you see them all standing in the bull pit together. And he's like, "All right, we gotta go out and stock Sandra Bullock and see what she had for lunch." And then Harvey you know, Levin. Okay, Harvey. Okay, but he's the he's the dude who would stand out. People's court and interview, oh my sh- yeah, and he, he would interview oh his, the God, same guy that owns yeah. CNC is the guy who would interview the public. During so People's you just well, he's he's, he's gone up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost. What do you think? <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> but uh, the the best, my favorite onion is. Uh, did you ever watch a Juggalo News Network? That's my favorite one of all time. That one sounds. I don't. Really it's like they, it's a video. Oh no! It, it's, and okay. it's like it's basically they're doing like it's CNN. Yeah. But they're all oh, Juggalos. I, I saw, yeah, and they're like yeah, yeah, and they're just. They're reporting the news, yeah. Like, and it's they're acting serious, but they're using like their juggalos and they're saying juggalo shit, and they're like in a suit and everything. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you gotta watch that's, that one. It's the best. That's one. like I remember. I went up to the first time I went to Canada. Um, we were. It was like all. It was the worst fucking timing ever. Like we were. I was up there in February, I think, or January. It, it was just like, why did I even go? I'm in a fucking hotel the whole weekend, but. The one thing that airs up there on regular TV is Naked News, which was just... I don't know if you've ever watched Naked News. I've seen clips of that, yeah. Um, it, it's so uncomfortable and so awkward because you just have women reporting the news and, and there's no... like, There's no leeway into like, okay, I'm taking my top off. It's just they're talking about like... And in other news, uh, a plane crashed today in Russia, and 37 Titties people were everywhere. killed. Yeah, and they just start like <laughs> unbuttoning their shirt, like, 37 people were killed. Uh, and, then, and like and just getting into this stuff, and then just taking their top off while talking about like mass murder. And these weird, it's like, this isn't, there's nothing remotely sexy about this. Like, what guy's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, here we go. It is like, Canada, though. I, well, I mean, it was also, I also watched, um, oh, what is it with the little pucks that they they slide down i can't think of curling the, curling that was when i first started watching that and it was fucking awesome because that's like a national sport for yeah. them and it was there was some kind of thing going on and it was on on the tvs sort of watching it like you would see over in the bar like freaking out about this i'm like what the fuck is there's people sweeping like i didn't know what was happening like i knew of curling but i never really watched it that was the yeah. sport that came on during the winter olympics i went eh. Click. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the four thirty a.m. like event when you're on because the Olympics are always in like a weird yeah. time zone. Yeah. It'd be like the one they make sure they put on when everybody's asleep. Now it's actually one of the most popular mm-hmm. because like I forgot what was a Canadian team or something like that was like 
ha- like I would say two thirds of the Canadian team were like gorgeous women. So they did like this whole like thing about it to where they did like a, a calendar and all that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, this past uh, Winter Olympics and everybody freaked out over it and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I know it's been slowly like kind of catching on because it is one of those things that when you pay attention to it, it actually is really interesting because it's like kind of chess like board man <laughs> yeah it's it's like it's just like kind of like chess like and just watching but it's also funny just to watch people like especially in other languages screaming at each other to sweep faster and they're like you just see them going to town and then you see someone backing off and then you hear them scream and you're like what the fuck is going because it's like it's so high intensity and at the same time like really kind of relaxing because it's just this little thing sliding along the ice but then you see like what the fuck is going on? And they're just going to town. Except when you see the Americans and you're like, Oh, all right, now I know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> like other than that, you're just so clueless as everything. But well, I didn't did not expect to go into curling tonight. We covered curling. Yeah. There you go. This is what you call a you round. You can't say uh, we're not eclectic. We no. we are a, a well rounded podcast. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear from George one last time. Oh, words of wisdom to cap off the night. Yeah, let's let's sign off with George. I sense someone wishes my advice. You are too close. Step back a bit. Oh, George. Oh, George. And George actually <laughs> just texted me. <laughs> did he? Did that just make a sex joke? Because I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, actually, it made a drink booze joke because it's like you're conscious, you know, you know, yeah, your whole body feels good, but you know you're doing something fucking wrong. So, <laughs> uh, George, uh, I think he's been, you know, getting into some things that he should be getting yeah. into. <laughs> Don't want to make any of those jokes. Um, well,. Matt's glass is empty. I'm going to savor this one a little bit. Yeah. But uh, no, I think we wrap this one up. George should be back next week, I think, if his uh, little black book permits him. You know, he's a busy guy. Busy little bee. <laughs> so on that note, uh, you can catch Rich every day on any PA scene. Whether every he wants, single want, day. Whether he wants to be there or not, <laughs> you'll, you'll catch him there. And catch Matt on YouTube. And YouTube, I do YouTube. <laughs> With the massive beer reviews. And you can catch Matt and I on uh, Beer Geeks Radio on Sundays. There you go. I do YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish George was here. George is a good impersonation of you with that one. Yeah, George loves that. This is like one of his favorite go-to lines now. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers.